Hi everyone and welcome to the $300 Startup Podcast, a podcast to educate new and upcoming business owners by highlighting the story of those that are experienced in being a business owner. My name is Jose Burgos and today I am talking to a fellow business owner, Renee Sullivan of ALA Services about how she got started with life as a business owner and to pick her brain about various topics to provide valuable advice to other business owners that may be listening. Uh, welcome, Renee. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and appreciate you reaching out to me to do this. Awesome. I'm so happy that you chose to do this. Um, well, let's just jump right in so you can share how you got started and what our audience can learn and apply when it comes to life as a business owner. Does that sound good? Sounds fantastic. Sounds okay. fantastic. So my first set of questions is about your background and experience on the topic of life, life as a business owner so that our audience and our listeners can understand who you are, where you come from, and how you got started. Then we'll jump into your thoughts about what, what would you do if you had to start all over again, so our audience can then understand how they can apply what you've learned in, in their situations and adapt it, adapt it to themselves. So let's get going. Okay. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of background, education, and experience as a business owner? All right, so my background is nothing at all as a business owner, <laughs> but honestly, it has shaped me as a business owner, what my background is, and, and we'll, I, I'll get into that right now. So my actual background is I spent about 18 plus or so years as a speech pathologist, okay, and I uh, did that in the education system. You know, I was I worked primarily with the younger ages, like preschool to second grade, and every now and then would have some older students and stuff like that. And, but in the area of speech pathology, it was mostly the younger kids. Um, being in the education field taught me so much just about dealing with things in general. <laughs> um, a lot of the skills that I learned being an educator actually taught me how to be a good leader which leads up to, you know, me becoming a business owner. I, I had a lot of background as a speech pathologist, but in my later career, I did more things as far as administrative type stuff. You know, I, toward the end of my career, I was overseeing special education um, and did a lot with interviewing and determining who was going to be, you know, a good person to, you know, fill a certain role in certain things, um, which leads to, you know, and I haven't really talked about what my business is yet, but that actually leads to what has become in my business called Ella Services. Um, I've also, before being a speech pathologist and during different transitions in my life, I've actually taken on other roles, things like uh, secretary or receptionist and doing office type work. And as a speech pathologist, had to keep confidential files on, you know, students and, and things sure. like that. Mm -hmm. That background is instrumental in what Ella Services is right now. Okay. So... I'm going to backtrack a little bit into that transition sure. of, you know, starting Ella Services because I actually started or attempt, what, let me put it this way, attempted several other things before creating Ella Services. Okay. okay. So, so before you go on, it, it's Ella Services, not LA, LLA correct. Services. Okay. Correct. It, the ALA doesn't stand for anything other than it's a short it's it's short for alacrity which means you know cheerful readiness and things like that but oh. most people have no clue what that really means okay. so just shortened it to ala services it just makes it easier and, and the, the flow is better 
Awesome. Good, good to know. I correct myself then. It's not LLA. It's totally fine. <laughs> it, it's usually a good conversation starter, actually. So. And, and here we are. Huh? <laughs> awesome. So go ahead. Backtrack. I'm sorry. So backtracking to that, um, as an educator, toward the end of my career, I was actually starting to feel the education system was not what it used to be. You know, I felt like I was doing less and less of actually educating and more and more of paperwork type stuff. Okay. And which leads me to my transition to, into actually moving to Auburn, Massachusetts, which is where I live, because I'm originally from Utica, New York, which is in central New York, nowhere near New York City. So if anyone listening is <laughs> not from that area, it's, Utica is between Albany and Syracuse, if that gives you some kind of reference as okay. far as is that, that. Is that up by Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo is about three hours more west okay. of Utica, so it's past Syracuse. Gotcha. If you're, if you're looking toward that direction. So. Okay. So anyways, so when we moved to Massachusetts, and, and it gets into my professional background, I have a bachelor's in speech pathology and a master's in reading, which in the education system at the time when I'm doing that, having that dual certification was like the best you could possibly have. Absolutely, yeah. However, in moving to Massachusetts, uh -oh. <laughs> those, those credentials don't quite measure up. And, and actually in the field of speech pathology in general, as the position, as the profession progressed, they wanted people having a master. So basically when I moved to Massachusetts, they told me, okay, it doesn't matter that you have 18 plus years of speech pathologist, you need to go back to school. Oh, wow. And at the time, yeah, I know. It was kind of a shock, but not really a shock because at the time I was starting to get burned out. So maybe I was thinking, okay, maybe this is a good thing in a way. I don't know what that good thing is yet, but there could possibly be a good thing to come of this. Um, but I had to obviously think of my children. You know, I have two kids who were, you know, at the time in elementary school and middle school. And I was like, no, they're going to need to go to college. I can't be spending more money on myself when I, I feel I have the qualifications, but just because the state of Massachusetts doesn't think so, whatever. So right, right. what ended up happening is I took a position, a lesser position, um, basically getting half of what I paid as a speech pathologist, oh, worked in early intervention, um, and I was totally unfulfilled. I just felt like I was, I was actually doing the work of a speech pathologist, but just not getting paid what I know that I was worth. Uh, I, yeah. I, I worked above and beyond what they call, you know, at the time, a developmental specialist. Um, so I kind of saw the writing on the wall, and um, at that same moment in time, I was also feeling, I, I was facing some health challenges. Okay. And a lot of it had to do with stress, <laughs> um, you know, just change, having to change career, a move, you know, not that that's not a positive thing, but there's a lot going yeah. on at the time. So I ended up getting um, really sick in, in, in many ways. And I, my dad, luckily, uh, told me about a health consultant that could actually, you know, help me with, you know, some of the health things I was going through. And that was a huge transition for me because what ended up happening is I completely transformed my health. She was a natural, a holistic type health coach. And that was a good thing for me because I'm, I'm very much into, you know, let's 
let's try to fix things in a healthy, natural way. Let I'm not I'm much local. into the the traditional medicine kind of yes, stuff. Yes. The pharmaceutical industry. The, uh, the pharmaceutical industry and me don't get along very I'm well. So, yeah. so anyway, so I actually went through a major health transformation, turned my life around not just physically, but mentally as well. And okay. it really got me into who I am today and, and my total mindset shift and my total health shift. So I decided I, to pursue the health industry and become a health consultant. Okay. Along with the products and nutrition products that go along with that. And that was my first real, I should say, real attempt at starting a business. Um, it, it was a huge transition. I ended up leaving that education system and just going and saying, pursuing, okay, I'm just going to be a health consultant. And that was team. my first successful, I should say successful business. Okay. And when was this? How long ago was this? Um, that was back in two, November, 2010. Okay. So I had actually been using products and, and having a very healthful life and changing my lifestyle for several years before that. Okay. Um, in the back, I have to say, in the back of my mind, I wanted to do something that was more fulfilling and I wanted to be my own boss, but I never really had a motivation to do so. Okay. When this health challenge came and when I was feeling burnt out by the education, that was kind of like a driving force to me just saying, now's, now's the time to do it. Um, and it was a great transition for me to have because it taught me a lot about okay let's just dive into being a business owner so okay. I, I ended up having some good clients had some good success I actually got introduced to some things on the internet in that process by having a health blog and um, I actually paid someone to do you know the, the, the setting up of my website all the sure. SEO and if you have no idea what that means you know We'll have a deeper conversation. I know you know it. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but what started happening, actually, this was a, another transition into business for me, because what started happening is apparently the person who I hired was pretty good, and people from all over the world were commenting on my blog, and it opened up my eyes. It, a new, it was a new world to me about the power of the internet. Okay. So I ended up transitioning from health consultant to more of internet consultant because of that. I had a lot of background skills as a mentor consultant type person. Yeah. And in my own journey, I found that I could help business owners better and help people better by being a mentor and a consultant to them, not necessarily related just to health. Okay. I was finding that there's a world of people, there's a jungle out there on the world of people, like over 200,000 people a day are looking to do something on the internet for a business. Definitely. Okay. That's how I actually discovered myself internet marketing is just by, you know, playing around with the internet, seeing, oh, wow, there's a world out there. I was, I, I literally became my own educator of myself in internet marketing just by doing, I was Google was my teacher. Okay. Absolutely. YouTube was my teacher. Okay. I just looked at what people were doing on the internet and just started emulating what they were doing. People who were successful, they were showing step-by-step -step what, 
how they were successful and I would just start copying that. Yeah, sure. Now, I wasn't as successful in the beginning as some of these people, but there's a lot of backstories as to, you know, how long does your overnight success take, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But I learned so much just by doing and being involved in internet marketing that I actually started a, you know, internet marketing consulting business. Yeah. And I think if you, I mean, interrupting, I think a no, lot of people, ahead. I think a lot of people misunderstand that, you know, they get overwhelmed in thinking that they have to reinvent the wheel. Right. Right. And just like you just, you know, let on there, you can literally find something you enjoy or that you see on the internet. And if it's truly something that you're passionate about, you can literally just adapt it, mimic it, turn it into your own thing and just ride with it. And I think a lot of people either forget about that or just completely miss out on that. And they think that they have to create this whole new landscape. It's already been created for you. Yes. You have to step in yep. there and show who you are. But I, I just wanted exactly. to say that. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. But I do have to say that I overwhelmed myself because I thought oh. in the beginning that I had to create it all for myself. That's mostly I, right? I, I, uh, there were lots of pain and tears along with becoming <laughs> oh, an internet marketer, you know, and, and here's the thing from my blood, sweat and tears and pain. Yeah. I want to make it so much simpler for people out there. Literally. I, my, my mission in internet marketing was to say, okay, I've done a lot of that stuff where I'm, you know, started things and like realized that I have to learn so much more about it. And, you know, I'm into now making things much simpler for people yes. because the, you're, like you said, the answers are there if you know who to follow and key is finding a mentor Absolutely. that has been where you are now and is where you want to be. That's huge in your success. I was very fortunate finally to find someone for me to do that for me, which actually got me on a much better track for success. So some of that, you know, crying, you know, yeah. <laughs> the pain of it all began to subside because I was like, oh, now I get it. But there was a lot of learning curve that had to take place for me to get there. But it was totally worth it. That's actually one of, let's just move on. That's actually one of the questions that I was going to bring up. Did you have any early mentors? Um, and how did they help you? Can you just lean in on the importance of what a mentor can do for you? Absolutely. So when I first, well, my first, honestly, real mentor in my life, starting from childhood, were my grandparents and my sister. Like, I totally idolized them. Everything my sister did, I wanted to be part of. I, she was into, you know, music and singing. So I wanted to be part of music and singing. My grandparents, as far as the essence of, you know, keeping a family together and, and just loving people for where they are and just you know, being happy about life because when I actually grew up, we, we did not have a lot of money when gotcha. I grew up whatsoever, yeah. but never did I feel like I lacked for anything. Yeah. What, what my family didn't have in money, they had rich in love and just togetherness. And that shaped so much of who I am right now because of that upbringing. So That's I have better. to say my grandparents and my sister <laughs> were the forefront of my first mentors, then as, as transitioning 
business wise were, you know, then my health coach was another mentor of mine. Okay. And then in internet marketing, finding someone who actually lives in California <laughs> right now, yeah. um, just copying and em emulating what happened, what made them successful at the time when they were at where I was at was, was huge in my success. So if you can find the right people that can help you shape that, it, it's, it's like integral. It, it okay. totally is integral in your success because if you follow the wrong people, it could take you down a different path, you know? Right. So um, I highly recommend having a mentor. Now, how do you, how do you feel about, direct mentors, like say somebody that you actually know and you can speak to daily and more of a distant mentor, like you said, California or, you know, history, right? Our books and things like that. What do you think is the difference and which one would be more important, if any? All of the above. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna, well, here, here's the thing. Um, I have a mentor in California. We, we do speak on a regular basis, um, either through text or just through webinars and stuff like that. I have a mentor from afar who does doesn't even know I exist. And that's, you know, life coaching training just in, I'm very much into self-development and personal development. And I'm following a very step-by-step um, -step program in that personal development. I think educating yourself and being your own advocate for yourself is, is huge in that process. So yes, I have mentors who don't know I exist and it doesn't matter to me because I'm still learning and growing from that process. I read constantly every single day i have a book in my hand and it's all related to success or inspiration mindset um how to grow your business anything and building your own self-worth those are the books i'm reading and most of them are classics most of them are the things like how to win friends and influence people there's a book i'm reading right now called confidence and power and dealing with people you know the classics, but then there's other marketing type books that are more recent that I'm also, I'm just self-educating. Um, yeah, and, and that's really how I've developed myself. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I, I would argue that a lot of people always think about when they hear the word investing, they always think about finances, right? Or they always, some even think about the stock market for say, uh, but I agree with you in the sense that there's nothing more powerful than just invest, investing in yourself. Yeah, uh, I am also a big reader. I have always been a big reader since I was a young boy. Uh, and a few of those, not that last one you named it, but a few of the, uh, uh, that book, uh, How to Influence People by, is it Dan Carnegie? It is Dan Carnegie. Yeah, um, how to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Yes. Well, that's yes. definitely a, a classic. Um, yes. I read a lot of books on philosophy. I, I, I like stoicism, so I'm a big uh, Ryan Holiday fan. Uh, you know, Robert Greene, but mm -hmm. you know, j just to ramble on. But yeah. the, the fact of the matter is, is that I always like when somebody loves to educate themselves as much as I do. And it sounds like that's the case with you. Oh, and yeah. I, I wish I could just, you know, to some people who ignore the importance of what a book can give you in a matter of 300 pages, uh, it, it always baffles me that nobody pays attention to these things. It's just, yes. Well, when I'm working with people, one of the first things I ask them when I'm consulting with them is like, what do you read? Or number one, do you read <laughs> daily? Yes, you if, if you're not, here's some suggestions. And I, and I have like a whole list of books that I recommend to people because I, I feel it's so important. If they're not investing, and, and I have to say, I have invested money in developing myself too. Like I, sure. I'm going through and it. I'm a lifelong learner and the type of investing that I'm doing in myself is a step-by-step -step lifelong process. So, Absolutely. Like that. Um, so 
leading into how Allo Service, if you want me to go into that, sure, <laughs> where, sure. where does Allo Services come into that, into yes, play? Yeah. It actually comes into play because through internet marketing, I realized, yes, I love the internet and I still do and I still have, you know, what, my business called RS Consulting. However, I found that I had to step back and do more local networking and decided that yes i i want a mixture of okay you know i work with people all over the world i have clients in australia germany you know you name the country i probably know someone there um and more recently i decided to join network groups you know one of them through bni um and realized that there's a need more local and region regionally for business owners there's a way that i can tap into skills that i have had in the past and still have, and um, using that to actually create a business. And the reason why this was created is over and over again, I would hear from business owners, I need someone to work in my office. I need someone to be a customer service rep. I need some, and I just don't have the time to devote to finding these people. And over and over again, this message came, came up. So I did some collaborating with several people that I network with, and we just came up with an idea of, okay, instead of trying to find people to fill those positions, let's just create a business where we fill those, yeah, <laughs> fill those yeah. positions. And here, here's what made it work. And, and it goes back to mindset and everything, taking massive immediate action on an idea. Once that idea was, was put out there, I literally said, yeah, let's do it. This makes sense. Literally within days of that, I actually, again, internet marketing type stuff. I did a Facebook live talking about, oh, I'm, you know, starting this, you know, new concept. And well, I thought it was a new concept. Maybe how I did it was a new concept, but not necessarily a new concept of like hiring and, you know, HR kind of services. But someone that knew me saw my Facebook live and helped me tap into a market of business owners who totally needed that kind of service and that person ended up connecting me with people and alice services was started but but it took making that decision to just go for it yeah for that to become and it was alice services was launched in february and it's now august and it's been going strong and it continues to grow strong, which I'll get into if you want me to, as far as the future of Ellis services. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, that's literally it. how it started. And it taps into my earlier skills of interviewing. It taps into my office, you know, skills. It taps into so many things that, you know, I kind of put on hold for a little bit, yeah. but immediately when this was created, they just came back immediately. So All right. I, I want to lean on something you hinted at right there uh, on taking the action. Right. You, you made it sound so easy. <laughs> well, how would you get somebody to get out of paralysis mode? And by paralysis, you know what I mean, which is basically where they have so many fears in front of them and so many decisions to make that they can't make a single one. What would you say to those people? Well, here, here's what I say to those people. If this were the old me, I would say, oh, no, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I would be stuck. <laughs> the new Renee, the one who's been working on herself for the past several years, was like, this is a great idea. I don't know how this is going to happen, but yeah. it's going to happen because it's a great idea. And, and it's all in mindset. So how do you get over that? You work on yourself. 
every single day. You do the reading, you listen to podcasts, you you self-educate and you self-grow yourself. And you reach out to mentors who who have done it themselves as well. That's how you get out of the, the, the only way to get out of that is to you yourself make the decision to get out of that and not not succumb to the fear and trust me i had fear yeah but that i i just said okay i'm scared i don't know how but i'm gonna do it anyways because this is a great idea yeah i always like to psych myself out and think worst case scenario <laughs> right like mm-hmm. i'm really scared i don't know what's gonna happen but at the end of the day i come back home i still have my wife i still have my children mm-hmm. And nothing changes. And then people quickly forget about your mistakes. I mean, I think this is the only country in the world where you can mess up 150 million times and people would just forgive or they'll just forget and it never happened. Right. So I psych myself into those type of things. Yes. And it really depends on your relationship with those people as well, as whether they forget it or or not. And and it really, what it comes down to is just facing that fear and just moving on and not caring what other people think. Absolutely. Because I was basically at the point where this makes sense. So I'm gonna do it. And, and trust me, uh, talk, going backwards in, into the, the tried businesses that I had <laughs> probably for the past like 15 years, and the times that it didn't work, it's because I wasn't willing to commit to what it was gonna take to do that. I was at the point when LS services was was becoming formed i was at the point where okay this is a risk but i'm gonna do it because even though i've taken risks in the past and it hasn't worked i'm a better person now you know i'm a more developed person now so it's gonna work no matter what i just had that attitude but that didn't happen overnight like you said some people have that analysis paralysis because they haven't worked on themselves yet they don't realize that you, that's the step to get right. out of that. Right. So, so you got to go right through those obstacles. Mm-hmm. All, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So we keep hearing about old Renee and new Renee. <laughs> how long, I mean, it's an ever evolving process, I'm sure, but how long yes. did it take to get from old Renee to what we have now? Um, I would say it's been about 10 years. Okay. From that beginning of my health transformation mm-hmm. to, you know, becoming a, a healthier person that actually helped my mindset but I would say more intensely the last three years okay. because there were still a lot of obstacles I had to get through in the, before the last three years. But once I found like a life coaching pro- and I'm, I'm going to bring it back to self-educating and, and finding a life coaching program, yeah. a step-by-step success system. That's when it, it, literally broke it down to, you, you know, you got to read every day. <laughs> you got to listen to podcasts every day. You, you've got to work on you. So I would say in the last three years is when I've done the most growing. And it, and it goes back to, I don't know how much time we have, but there's a story of a Chinese bamboo tree. So okay. it takes about seven years for a Chinese bamboo tree to actually get to its you know highest that it's going to be. Okay. But the first six or so years is such a slow, slow process. You might see a little bit of a bud here and there. The last 90 days is where it just shoots right up. And then, you know, you have that beautiful bamboo tree. Most people don't know about those six years of, of growth. 
And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. People have to understand that this is not an instant gratification thing. There's a delayed gratification, but once you actually get over that challenge or those challenges, not just once, usually many challenges along the way, then that's where the, the fastest growth happens. Yeah, that tipping point, per se. That tipping point, exactly. Okay, so let's shift back to business now. Okay, in a sense. sure. Um, how is business different now than when you first got started? Okay, so with Ella Services now, I've actually refined it, refined it. In the beginning, I thought I could do all these different things for business owners, but after meeting with the first few clients and going through those consultation sessions, actually going through doing their interviews, doing you know that applicant scrubbing, I realized that it's better to focus on a few main things. So now my process is I'm, I'm focusing on you know office administrators, office workers, receptionists, secretaries, customer service reps, because number one, I've been in those positions before. I know what kind of person, I've, I've got it down to a science in many ways in how I'm asking interview questions okay. to see who's gonna be a good fit. And that takes a lot of consulting with the business owner to see what they want and what type of business they have and how they want things run and things like that. There's a lot of back and forth with that process. Okay. The future of Alla Services is going to be even better. Okay. Um, and, and this is what excites me even, even more about Alla Services is that we are in the process of developing a patent in an app. Oh, awesome. So it's going to streamline the process. There's still going to need to be a Renee Sullivan of Alla Services. <laughs> There's always going to need, need to be that human element. Okay. Absolutely. However, the process, what I'm finding in, in um, just in the consulting and, and going through the applicants and going through the interviews and stuff, things could be better. Okay. So we're going to be developing an app and I can't get into too much detail, obviously, sure. but it's going to be a lot more streamlined. And okay. here's my vision for the future. Um, instead of people saying, I'll Google it as far as the hiring and applicant services and that kind of stuff, people are going to say, I'll just go to Ella. It's going to be, Something like that. That's yeah. my vision. Now, is that going to happen tomorrow? I, I so wish that would happen tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna take, this is several years in development, obviously. But um, I'm really excited about that because um, it's going to change the face of like employment services and hiring and all that kind of stuff. So, so you, guys heard, you, you guys heard it here first. You're gonna, I you heard it here first. Absolutely. I love yeah. it. Okay, so now that was directly correlated to you and Alice Services. Now, how about business in general? How has technology changed the landscape from when maybe, say, 10 years ago to what it is now? I think people are actually looking more to the internet to get resources. And if us as, you know, the consultants for business owners can help be part of that resource and help them to refine that search and make it more efficient for them, I think that's what's going to be, be key. So anyone in that field of consult, as far as that, in that field of consulting is going to need to be up on, you know, what, what's on out there, you know. I think most business owners, from what I'm seeing right now, is they don't want a temporary employee. They want someone who's going to last. Right. But that takes not just finding the right person, it takes being the right business owner so that your people want to stay. It takes 
a lot of collaborating on, okay, how do we structure our pay so that we reward people for performance as to just giving them a salary? Right. Just, you know, because honestly, if someone is just like we have, I think what's happening in the world is people are moving from that. Okay. I just get, I go to work, I get a salary and you know, whether I've done a great job or not, I still get paid. Right. I, I think what's happening now, this is what I see because of the internet and that people are, it's easier to be more transparent. Um, people are business owners in particular are looking at, okay, how do I stand out as a company? What, what's my mission statement? Okay. How, how do I make things so that people like working here? And, you know, how do I train my people, which is part of my process as well, training them properly to get them started and get them acclimated and keep them wanting to stay. Um, that's part of that. But it also starts with what, what's your process in getting that person in there. And the thing that nobody really wants to talk about, if they're not working, working out, firing them. Oh, as quickly as possible. Definitely. And that's one of the things that I talk about with people, with business owners, is that if you find something, like, they don't necessarily have to be permanent, okay? Right. You can give them a probationary period and try it, like, you know, try it out first. You know, Let, let's go on your performance. If it works out, fabulous. Let's stay on. If it doesn't, thank you for your time. Here's your pay for what you've done. And good luck, you know, best yeah. wishes, you know, maybe there's another resource I can give you. But I think that's what's changing, at least in the industry, as far as hiring and employment services. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Now, how do you market Atlas services? What are your most effective ways of marketing it? What ways did you find that were no good? Anything like that? Well, Atlas service is relatively new. Okay. However, um, and, and we definitely need to have more presence. I'm just going to put that out there. Sure. You know, right now I've done actually a few videos talking about Alice services. I have a YouTube channel. I do have a Facebook page. It's needs improvement. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, but the majority of how Alice services is advertised through my networking right now, just with people I already know, or people that I'm beginning to meet through networking and, and it's local more regional type people that I'm just getting the word out that way. Can I improve on my marketing? Absolutely. Totally could use more, more exposure, but I know that comes with time and knowing that, you know, this is what's coming. I do have a website, you know, Facebook page and, and things like that. So, yes. Okay. So you got all the stuff in place. You just need to put wallpaper up. I, exactly. Just, I, I need to, you know, hire Alice services. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, but basically I just have to be more present, you know, on online, social media, website, you know, YouTube, sure, LinkedIn, you know, obviously. No, I, LinkedIn, I struggle with. I got to get better with that too. <laughs> now, do you, do you know who your competitors are and how do you deal with them? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to laugh because okay, <laughs> I know exactly who my competitor is. She looks exactly like me, wears the same clothes every single day, walks like me, talks like me, and she won't get out of my way. And obviously, I'm talking about myself. I love it. I love it. <laughs> honestly, I'm my only competition. I really honestly don't have time to look at what other people are doing. And to be honest, I truly feel that 
there's room enough for everybody to, to be successful, no matter if they're doing exactly the same thing, because there's nobody just like you. Okay. So every single day I look in the mirror and say, okay, today's a great day. You know, I do my thing. Do I know that there's other human resources people out there? Absolutely. I'm not naive to that. I'm, you know, but I know that if I'm doing the right thing, then it's not going to matter what anyone else is doing because I just focus on what I have to do to make my business great. I love that, 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 that's what it comes down to, honestly. I love it. That is the best, most original answer I've gotten to that question, <laughs> by the way. So <laughs> you're on the forefront of that answer there. <laughs> um, where should business owners focus their effort if they want to succeed in both the short and the long term? In your opinion, of course. Um, number one, they should actually know the industry that they're in. You know, obviously do the, the research, you know, if you're going to be a contractor, know what kind of, you know, contracting things there are out there. No matter what your field is, know that. Um, definitely, you know, look to, if you know that field, look to people who are successful doing that. See if they're going to be willing to mentor you, possibly. Because honestly, you're going to learn, just like I did, you're going to learn from people who've done it before. And you're going to pick up on maybe things that didn't possibly work for them that maybe will work for you, but maybe not. Maybe there's a reason why they weren't successful with that. And it goes back to just educating yourself. Just, just be willing to know that there's going to be challenges along the way. And know that every challenge you have is a lesson for you to learn. G learn and grow from that experience and make it better. When I first started Alice Services, I learned what I didn't want to do in business <laughs> with, <laughs> with one of my first few clients. I realized, okay, maybe this is not the kind of business owner I want to work with. Maybe this is not the way I want to structure things. But it, it's not until you're actually in it many times that you realize, okay, this didn't quite work, but that's okay. It's a learning experience. We just move on and we, we figure out what makes it work. But you have to be comfortable in that. You can't let it stop you from progressing. And I think that's why most business owners quit is because they think that, that they stop at that, that, that didn't work. You know, this isn't meant for me or I'm not meant for this. When in all actuality, if you have the right mindset, if you can realize that that challenge was sent to you as a growth process, right. then that's going to help you move on. That's exactly true. Fantastic. I couldn't agree more. Now, these people that you can go find, where's, where's your favorite place to find these people? Quote, unquote, I like to say. Case. So when you need to see somebody who can lead you the way, maybe a possible mentor, where do you go and find these people? My, my first mentor in internet marketing was on the internet. Like I literally found this, this person's, I kept watching. I was very um, captivated by this person literally every single day recording their progress, re just recording what they were doing. And just, and then finally, after I, I think it was at least six months, this, this person had no idea. I was like silently watching them. <laughs> I, I reached out. To this person said listen I've been watching your video and I'm inspired by you because I want to make this happen for me and we ended up having a conversation and it, it, it just developed from that 
I'm not saying that that's going to happen for everybody. Some people are not going to be responsive, but I, I truly feel like if you have it in your heart that you're going to be successful, the right teacher is going to show up, the right mentor is going to show up. And if you do take action to reach out to that person or in some way, find a way to have that person mentor you, you, the only way that you won't succeed is if you just don't try, honestly, right. you know, so that's what I suggest people do. Just, I literally just looked on YouTube. Some people might find that person in inner circles, you know, okay. if they're, if they're in a success group of some sort or, you know, something like that, there could be someone based on conversations you have with different people that you, you just hit it off with. You have some kind of commonality and it doesn't hurt to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn some things in this industry. Would you be willing to show me some of the things that you do? That's literally what I said online to my person. Um, yeah. And the person was like, sure, okay. That's awesome. It's easy as that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you just have to make the effort. Absolutely. And if the first person says no, you just move on. Right. You just find somebody else. Keep going. Keep asking. Yeah, Keep somebody, asking. Yeah. Uh, all right, two more questions before we get to the wrap up. All right, so this is actually something that I'm still struggling with as a new business owner, but maybe something you have more experience on. Sometimes when you go from living check to check to having your business and you get some immediate success, money comes with that. Uh, and a lot of people don't know how to handle their money. What would you recommend to new business owners do with their profit, per se? So I've... I've seen different things and again i've read different books i've actually listened to people talk about this the main things that i find commonalities are 10 percent should go to you know investment of whatever sort that you want something you're passionate about invest in that okay um 10 in what they call and this goes back to a book called richest man in babylon yep. they call it tithes which is some kind of charity Again, something you're passionate about, something that has meaning for you, you're aligned with their mission, give to that. You know, another 20% uh, to taxes, we gotta pay <laughs> the government. You gotta pay 10%. <laughs> do that. Um, a percentage toward obviously bills and your daily life expenses. Another percentage toward fun, okay? Life should be fun, as stressful as it can be, you, you've got to make have time for your own personal things, things to do with your family, um, things like that. If you don't pay yourself, you're, you're, you're never going to be in, you know, the plus in the profit, right. you know, so you should always, again, and another percentage towards saving. I think um, the recommendation in Richest Man in Babylon is start with 10% in savings. And as you profit more, increase that, Okay. you know. I, I, I totally wish that this stuff was taught to me as a child because it wasn't. We didn't talk about this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Go back so, to educating yourself. You again, yourself. you know, it took until I was older to realize and, and, you know, living my life and having to pay bills, pay a mortgage and, you know, not be paid check to paycheck. And trust me, there's, there's times when you're just making it. Yeah. Just, you know, if you have a plan, you, you can get through that. So th that's the best plan that I've seen. You know, there's different variations of it, but I would say at least dedicate some to saving, giving yeah. away, um, you know, taxes, that kind of thing. And save, you know, for like emergency funds. 
Yeah, there's plenty of systems out there, guys. Um, I got one from a book called Profit First, which I'm sure was inspired by The Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, similar system, you know, just break it down into different pots. Yep. Make sure these pots get funded. Pay yourself. That's absolutely important because mm -hmm. what's the point if we're not paying ourselves? Exactly. Um, but yeah, okay, awesome info. All right, last question before the wrap-up. Uh, where do you see Alice Services next year? Five years? Ten years? Totally um, digital. <laughs> Many, nice. you know, obviously with the app development, I I could totally see Alice Services being a household name. Like I mentioned before, I want it to be like the the Google or like the Uber of of um, employment services. I think that if 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 this takes off the way I I feel that it's going, um, people are going to want to use this and need to use it. So yeah, I I totally see it down the road as being something that people are just going to realize they need to have it. Uh, and, for, and what I know from you with your persistence and your mindset, <laughs> it's definitely going to happen, guys. Trust me, it's going to happen. Yeah. All right, Renee. So this is the wrap up. So these are just questions that I just fire away and you can okay. hit me with the first thing that comes to your mind, mm -hmm. short, long, however you want to answer it. So what are the hardest parts in the beginning of a journey to being your own business owner? Um, getting over that um, need for instant gratification but realizing that it's worth it and, 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 and realizing that the challenges make you grow. Awesome. If you could change anything, what would it be? Um, honestly, I, okay. You're probably going to say, okay, why is she saying this? I wouldn't change anything, even the struggle because it grew me as a person. Like, yes, I had blood, sweat and tears, but yeah. I can't change that because I know in the back of my mind, I created that for a reason and it was to help me grow. So I, I can't say I can, I want to change anything. Awesome. All right. You got one choice. I know you got many in your head. One book recommendation to new business owners. Oh my God. I know. That's, that's a really hard one for me. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with rich dad, poor dad. Because I, I, I think it's an easier read for someone just starting to get into reading. There, there's a lot of others that are going to teach you about success, but you got to really love to read to get through them. Right. So I'm going to go with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Awesome choice. Okay, Renee, where can people find out more about you, what you got going on, about Alice Services? Okay, so I do have a website. Can it improve? Yes. It's, um, it's <laughs> HTTPS, you know, the, the whole, you know, colon forward slash forward slash keeping it super simple.com slash Ella. That's Love my it. website. Okay. And on social and media? Be changing, but, but for right now, um, I also am on uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Ella services info. That's my Facebook page. And then on Instagram, you can find me, you know, Instagram.com forward slash Ella underscore services underscore. Awesome. So about you got anything going on? Anything you would like to let the listeners know? Just, you know, when, when you're feeling like it's not going to work or you're struggling, you just got to keep going. Just understand that it's all worth it, you know, and reach out to people who, who you trust that, that you have respect for and don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. Awesome. This is a perfect case example, guys. I reached out to Renee to come on this podcast and give her value. 
and she responded immediately and told me she would love to. So she practices what she preaches, guys. She's honest. And I'm so humbled to know you, to have met you, and to continue to know you. Thank you so much, Renee. I really appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome. And I feel the same way about you. And I, I absolutely appreciate, you know, having this interview with you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Till the next episode of the $300 Podcast, stay up. Keep that mindset to success. And you will achieve anything that it is that you want to achieve in life. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much.